What's up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. We're back at it again. Day two of the Freedom Weekend series. Two of four. A second episode coming at you live from the kitchen. Got my main man, Seth, on the pod today. Gonna be telling some hilarious, yet also in the moment dangerous, but now we can laugh at because everyone's okay, 4th of July stories. Don't ask me for that acronym because uh, it's uh, too long to remember. Seth. What's going on, my dude? Oh, you know, not much. Just living life, sitting in my kitchen, uh, podcasting. I missed the uh, I missed the episode. I don't I don't under I don't understand the the Hanyaks. I don't know who. Oh, you're not in. Okay, do you <laughs> remember the, that? <laughs> well, hold on. So no, this is perfect for anybody coming in on Freedom Weekend. They can get this explained. I'm fine explaining. It. So that actually came from Alex, our friend. Oh yeah, Brown Alex, to be specific. For those yeah. of you who know multiple Alexes, uh, when he was in town, were you? I thought I thought we filled you in on that. He told you that story, the Hanyak story. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's never coming mind. Back. He okay. was grandma called. I think his little sister, a little cousin, Hanyak. a Hanyak, and he goes, "Grandma, what is that?" <laughs> it was a Hanyak. Yeah. It's a it's a far, it's a it's a farmer who's too stubborn to go find good fertile land and so they continually farm on bad land willingly and uh so i was like yeah that kind of fits my whole mo Um, (laughs) so we're the hanyaks now if you're part of the rambling viking podcast group you are a fellow hanyak because if anybody's if any group of people historically have been hanyaks it's the vikings i mean mean. too stubborn to change their ways uh, they they live life how they see fit. So uh, also fun fact. So so caught up to speed on the Hanyaks. You and anybody else who has not been privy to it, uh, go back. I don't remember what episode it was. I could maybe find it and link it. But am I feeling lazy? Yeah. Will I be feeling lazy when I post this? Maybe not. We'll see. It's a thing now. Eventually, when I have merch, it's gonna it's gonna have some sort of Hanyak merch, and I'm excited about. it. I think all of your all of your inside jokes should just be obscure Southwest Kansas references. Yeah, that even point. though you didn't live in Southwest no, Kansas. No, no, but it comes from some some deep roots in Southwest Kansas. From, the deep roots from there. the White family. Everyone and everyone drinks Yak Danis. <laughs> Yuck, Damus. Oh my gosh, and it smells like uh, smells like cow manure. The armpit of America, ladies and gentlemen. Lovely place. It's wonderful. Lovely people. But no, I'm all about the obscure references. I'm slowly building them and trying to. I make notes. I've got. Let's see. Let, let's do a quick merch idea check. Started. I realized I was like, I know I don't have merch now, and I may not have some merch, but I might eventually make some like super limited merch. So, things that have happened on this podcast, I honestly don't remember this one. I think it was just a good phrase that I randomly said. Maybe not even on the pod, but it just, it just, pretty darn freaking good. Just, pretty darn it's pretty darn freaking good. Just a nice long descriptor. And just have a shirt that says, pretty darn freaking good. That's respect. And it just, I gotta start using that more. Uh, obviously, ride the lightning. That's been a tried and true phrase. Uh, one that... Connor helped out with on one of the episodes when uh, we were trying to pull up ESPN statistics. And uh, by the way, this episode has now become the inside joke <laughs> episode. This is no longer for what Freedom we Weekend. It to be. But that, that's the beauty of this. I'm about it. Look, you signed up for the Rambling Viking. You're going to get some real rambles. Um, and I was, I was pulling up on the computer, and ESPN does unsolicited sound-on highlight videos when you start like looking up teams or players. 
So you know a lot of times they'll autoplay videos, but they're always muted, and you have to click the sound. ESPN says, nope, you're on our side. It's our rules. We are giving coming, coming at you live. <laughs> and uh, they did. And so middle of the podcast, and I sit there, and all of a sudden video, and I have like five tabs open, and the video on another tab opens, and I just go, why? <laughs> Connor, without missing a beat, just goes, MCA. <laughs> so that's become a thing. You spell out why. Dot, 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 MCA. So that's that's definitely a merch idea. Um, <laughs> this one, hey, this one, I don't, I, it may be like one of the first podcast episodes I talked about this, but I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast. This is a story you were a part of. Straws? Question mark? Nah. I'm more of an ale horn guy. <laughs> I'm more of an ale horn guy, dude. Yeah, or just have a shirt that says, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm an ale horn guy. Well, I'm kind of an ale horn well, guy. Well, that's the, the, the context of that was still my favorite thing ever. Because we were sitting in an IHOP with a girl that Gus was trying to date at the time. Wow. And, she, and it was the most casual thing ever. Like, straws come to the table. And she's passing them around. And she looks at him. And she goes, you want a straw? He goes, no. Nah, more of an alehorn guy. <laughs> not planned, not prepared. It just what came out of my brain and mouth. That's that's how he impresses yeah. women. Nah, nah, I'm more of an alehorn guy, if more, you know what I mean. More of no. an alehorn guy. Nobody no. knows what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So then that hilarity ensued, and I had to explain myself. The thought process being, I think that year earlier we that just year, just bought an alehorn. <laughs> so yeah. So we had bought an alehorn at GameStop, and then. Coincidentally, also another friend of mine, like totally separate, bought me an, a real ale horn, like made out of an actual horn. Wasn't that the same time as we did Star Wars Christmas too? Yeah, Star Wars Christmas is that year. It was a big year. It was a real mm-hmm. big year. And so, <laughs> yeah, it was Star Wars Christmas, ale horn Christmas. It was it was crazy. So, which I'm stoked, obviously. And so now I have two ale horns. I have Das horn, which is like a giant horn. Has a it, you can hang it around your neck. And there's two ways to drink it, depending on which way the tip is curving. Is either sipping or, as they put it, power chugging. Um, because if you drink it that way, you're getting all the liquid. <laughs> so if it's the tip is is going inwards towards your chest as you're drinking, that's sipping. If it's pointed like up, like if you were to put it on your forehead, it would be curving up, like. Uh, then that's a that's a chug power chug moment, and so let me let me let me explain my thought process, which I had to explain that night because, like so many things in life, I have a whole train of thought that leads me to the point. No, I'm more of an alehorn guy. <laughs> that then after retroactively, I realize nobody's gonna. <laughs> this is a unique train of thought to myself. Are you, are you ready to defend an indefensible point? Because right. here we go. <laughs> right. Are you ready to, to to hear my train of thought that nobody else on this on God's green earth is gonna have? Uh, so it's you. By the way, other than me, like I understand it, right? But just because, like, I I've done like it works. I, I play I play those games in my head all the time. This I mean this is why this is why we are friends. Yeah, in a lot of this is one of the many reasons. So or excuses maybe, but the thought process goes as such. I have these ale horns. First of all, I've never been a straws guy, but now I have an ale horn. And with an, with an ale horn, you don't use a straw. It's not even a thing. And having just gotten two ale horns that year, like a couple months prior, I'm, I'm going, look, I, I drink out of a horn. Straws are no longer a part of my life, period. Not that they were a big part of my life before. And so me, 
me going, okay, the obvious logical jump there is that if you drink out of a horn, you're not using a straw. Straws don't work with horns. So being, if I then say I'm more of an ale horn guy, people go, oh yeah, drinks out of horns, he doesn't use straws. <laughs> Thus we have, nah, I'm more of an ale horn guy. Why, why couldn't she just pick up the fact that I'm an ale horn guy? Don't I don't you know see why. This? Don't you see this? Isn't it obvious? Yeah. <laughs> you, so. drink, you drink one craft beer and you're an expert now. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Oh, you buy a pour over coffee setup and you, <laughs> you are now a connoisseur. I got, I got, an, I got an electric wine bottle opener and a wine bottle rack. I'm a sommelier. <laughs> <laughs> I took one trip to Napa Valley and I'm a sommelier. Dude, my brother, my brother did that when we were in Mexico. He bought a humidor. Are you for serious? Cigars. Yeah. yeah no. Cigar so now humidor. he, now he, now he's. Now he's an he's expert. He's the guy. He is the cigar guy. <laughs> that's how this works. So, um, yeah. So that's that's a merch idea that doesn't... Now now the story's on the podcast. More so of it's an ale horn guy. I'm more of an ale horn guy. Um, so now we can have the stickers for all my ale horn people it's, out there. It just goes to show like how late how late it was. Like how oh, in our was, own thoughts it was. Because it was at the end of the night, too. Mm-hmm. When we went to that IHOP, I can't even remember what we were doing that day. I don't know. It might have. I don't remember either. Yeah, it was late, late, late. It was was a classic late night IHOP run. Yeah. And so, uh, it's one of those nights you go and you order some pancakes and some chocolate milk to try and get you get you sleepy for bed. Like you're like, I need to close out the night. I need some comfort in my life. Get you ready to go. Yeah. Could you could you bring me some chocolate milk like grandmama? You just get fixated on those things. <laughs> we were mm. fixated on ale horns this night. That's where my mind was. And like I wasn't in necessarily the mindset thinking about like, oh man, I love my ale horns so much. And so then that led me to <laughs> ale horn was not on the mind. <laughs> she goes straw and my brain going, you know, your brain thinks it about a hundred times faster than than you can like speak and articulate. So, Why would I ever need a straw? Right. So my brain has that whole conversation and train of thought in the split second, which then my mouth, with no time to to even then think, okay, should I say this? Does this make sense? Just goes, nah, I'm more like a reflex. And which like, I don't have, by the way. Yeah. It's like when someone offers you a straw, it's like the same when someone offers a normal person like cream or sugar with their coffee mm-hmm. or like me cream or sugar with their coffee no thank you except nah, I'm, I'm an ale horn guy yeah i don't even know what the equivalent would be for like if you want coffee it's because the natural thing is what i say to people is like you want coffee no i'm more of a tea guy makes sense right some people like tea some people like coffee some people dabble into both that's fine i don't know what the equivalent would be <laughs> of uh you want cream or sugar no, I'm more of a. I what would it be? No, I'm more of a purist. I don't know. Not like is, it, is an alehorn guy a purist? I, yeah, he, raw and like it's like Smeagol. It give it to me raw and wriggling, <laughs> like with the fish. It's like give it to me at what the ancients drank out of horn ram horns. Okay, I I don't know. Give it to, like no. It'd be like no. Hey, do you want cream or sugar? No, I like my coffee out of a pottery mug, please. <laughs> what? No, I uh not I actually just like clay, a please. Mug. Clay clay mug for me. Okay. Cream or sugar? Like, no, I'm more of a goat milk guy. <laughs> I'm more of a goat milk guy. 
Maybe. There's no real equivalent, I don't think. Okay, so other merch. We'll just go down the list. This one was a... Uh, I pulled a... I was like the bartender from Boondock Saints, um, <laughs> which, by the way, only... <laughs> brutal movie. Don't you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who, who can't get any of the... What are proverbs? The, proverbs. Thank you. People, uh, people who live in glass houses shouldn't see, throw stones. Mm-hmm. People who, <laughs> the people who says, live in glass houses sink ships. ships. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So I was. So I mixed up two. I don't. You're gonna have to help me with one of the phrases. One of the proverbs. I said. So one of the phrases is I don't have a horse in that race. Mm-hmm. And then, what's the one that ends in in that fight? I don't have a. I don't have a dog in that. Fight. I don't have a dog in that fight. Well, my good brain decided to combo those. <laughs> I don't have a horse. And what came out of that my mouth was, I don't have a horse in that fight. <laughs> Dude, I wonder if Michael Vick's into horse fighting now. Surely, it's maybe less aggressive than dog fighting. I maybe maybe I don't like horses are just built not to be like fighters. So I don't know if it's people. I don't know what it would be. You, they have to like face away and just try and horse kick each other and whoever. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I don't have a horse in that fight. Came out of my mouth. I realized it in the moment. Had a good laugh. Wrote it down. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a hat. <laughs> that's a bumper sticker. I don't have a horse in that fight. Make people think a little uh, bit. I don't have a horse. Um, oh, man. I remember writing this down, but I don't remember the context at all. But it's uh, never forget Tampa Bay. Oh, I think it was from a fake story that we made up when we were talking about Florida or something. It was like, yeah, never forget Tampa Bay. Uh, something to say at random. Uh, Babraham Lincoln, that's probably been done, but I love it. Yeah, that's on a lot of muscle shirts with like uh, <clears throat> George Washington guns. Yeah, Babraham. Teddy Swolesevelt. So I don't know why I wrote that one down. Uh, I made up a new number word, bugazillion. A bug. So instead of gazillion or bazillion, it's bugazillion, which is those two compounded. Some factor, yeah. Um, <laughs> this one, what is? I think this is from Connor. You're a bold-faced liar, McCullough. <laughs> oh, that's what his grandma says to her husband. <laughs> bold-faced liar, McCullough. That's, yeah. that's almost as good as the... I think that was an off-the-pod story. Our high school English teacher, I'm not trying to dox anybody, but... Dude, high school English teacher. Mr. Whenever, Goodwin. whenever Kyler, whenever Kyler was in his class, his favorite phrase was, "Eat dirt and die, Regal." <laughs> he has. I use some of his poppycock. Oh yeah, old Boulder pop, Dash. Poppycock, Boulder Dash. If you can't baffle him with brilliance, dazzle him. Oh wait, you can't ba- dazzle him with bull. Yeah, if you can't dazzle him with brilliance, baffle him with bull. <laughs> Better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Yep. Some of the best phrases. Mr. Goodwin. I've told that God one. God bless him. I use one from my old, so after I moved to Kansas, my mm-hmm. old high school English teacher, which it, she was my senior English teacher, which is, it's way more appropriate her telling juniors and seniors in high school this phrase, uh-huh. but I tell it to middle schoolers all the time. <laughs> Why'd you make me do that? Well, you know, life's tough. Then you die. And <laughs> Eat Arby's. Eat Arby's. <laughs> Nihilist Arby's for the best. All right, and then obviously there's a bunch of Hanyak ideas I have. Um, one that's, can I get a Hanyak? Um, where are my Hanyaks at? I forgot. Um, I'm with Hanyak. Uh, Hanyak gang. <laughs> Hashtag Hanyak gang. i got to write some of these down. I'm, they're coming off the top of my head. <laughs> there's so many that just flow. So And I, I love that. Leaning, it's because it's something that I'm not aware of or seen anywhere, so I wouldn't be ripping off of anything. Fast and Furious 12, the Hanyak heist. <laughs> <laughs> the Hanyak heist. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 
Whew, man, this has gotten off the rails so fast. Welcome to Freedom Weekend Episode 2. <laughs> two 15 and minutes 2.5. Yep. <laughs> and we are in it. So here to tell 4th of July stories, and we ended up giving you all the inside, the inside scoop to all the inside jokes. That might be the title of today's Freedom episode, but I, I promise we'll get to 4th of July stuff. I think this has been enjoyable regardless. Where are my Hanyaks at? i got to write these down though, real quick. Um, and then the most recent one, courtesy of Rachel, uh, and I told this story I think two episodes ago. We were, I'll give, so the listeners, if they heard that, they have the context, but the phrase is back to the mother load. We, 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 we took a slight detour we were going to my friend's house, took a slight detour because I needed to stop at Sonic and get their new Red Bull slush to give me some energy boost because uh, it was a fight night and those are long nights and I, need, I wanted oh, yeah. to be able to be engaged and be a good time. So stopped to get that and then we're, we're leaving the Sonic and I'm like, all right, go left get, and then we'll turn back onto our, our route, you know, kind of like get back on the route thinking GPS and Rachel, without missing a beat, goes, okay, back to the mother load. And I just stopped and I go, mother load? And she goes, crap, mother road. And so now that's... that's like, is that even a phrase too? the mother road? I mean, it's an idea. It's, uh, it's not, not a phrase. It makes, it makes more sense. Then people talk about like the mother, mother road. road. Route 66 is, is the mother road. And I guess if you're talking in terms of like getting back on track, back to the mother road... I could dig it. It's a little bit out like, there. Like it's a fr- I just but it like follows, it's I, better than Aeolhorn. It follows the train of the, like it's it makes sense. I just don't know like oh you know you've heard people say it and you you're genuinely baffled like no who says that. No, no <laughs> nobody says that. But it's like oh that's a funny phrase and it makes sense. It's, it's not also moments like that that make me remember like oh yeah you share you share like a lot of DNA with that person. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It, blood. Blood is thicker than water, my friend. Um, yeah. So back to the mother load. So that's uh, anytime you're getting back on track, you can just let that rip. Back to the mother load and let people be confused. <laughs> oh man. So the the idea for that is to say back to the mother load and then have like a rerouting image or something. <laughs> just make no sense at all. Oh, but. Man. Yeah, that's all the that's all the merch ideas and the context behind them. I don't know if I have any more, but if, hopefully they'll come up. So um, I'm, we might have some come up with the stories that we're about to tell. So yeah, we got Seth on here because uh, in the midst of doing doing a Freedom Day episode one, we read the Declaration of Independence, and I gave some light context around July Fourth and different <clears throat> things, and just talked about some fun ideas. Told everyone to tell me about you know like their go to, like what's your favorite aspect. Um, what's your favorite type of firework, favorite food, whatever, tradition, whatever you have. You know, what do you love about July 4th? And uh, I, it got me thinking and, and made me think of some great stories we've got. One um, in particular that really comes to mind is good. So I figured we'll, we could jump on, tell yeah. some funny stories. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're about here. And also, fun challenge for us personally. And you may not understand that, understand this listener, but just because we are this way. A uh, challenge for this podcast is for us to simultaneously be playing Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle um, while successfully podcasting. No reason, but just because. Yeah, because, uh, yep, that's just how it works, you know. Um, this is how we do it. Oh, I need to change my team. This is how we do it. No, mm-hmm. I mean ta- talking about tradition though. I mean tradition historically when we were when we were coming up through like middle school and the first two years of high school, even maybe before that, like Fourth of July at 
the Regal House was big time just because we lived on the outskirts of town and you could mm-hmm. light off fireworks. And, uh, and and naturally, when you when you have that, um, you get you have a lot of uh, antics when you have a tween age, a bunch of teenagers and high schoolers running around like a bunch of pyromaniacs lighting stuff on fire. And like there's always like there was always like 20 or 30 people out there, mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40 people out there at times and just everyone's lighting stuff off. And by the end of it, it just looks like a war zone because of it's how many awesome. fireworks have been set off. But and it's awesome. It's always fun. Which, that just reminded me of another story from the legendary Regal household, 4th of July celebration, with uh, Lily. So, Ooh, don't let me forget yeah. that one. we got to tie that one in. So, yeah, I don't her, remember when was... her name was Lily. Uh-huh. uh-huh. There's even a video you can find on that one. That was the same night. I tried to blow myself up. Yeah, that was a, that was an eventful one, um, but those those are those are those are the apex of the stories. So we can start with some lighter stories. For example, uh, I briefly touched on in the last episode, like some of my go tos and ranking. So maybe we can rank some of the best, like our, our firework types or specific fireworks. I don't know. I'm just shooting off the hip here. Like, I mean, I love the legendary black cat and the black cat strip. The question mm-hmm. I want to pose is. Do you prefer the light the whole strip and just let it go for a minute and a half, or are you more of like a let's let's break them off, let's light them, throw them, or set them down and light them, and and you know kind of make it last? Because I lean more towards the latter. I like to, but I do like a good little part. chain. <laughs> so I like I like the chain. The chain's fun and everything because you know explosions mm-hmm. uh, all back to back to back to back to back. I just Mr. Miyagi to fly. I'm so freaking oh, cool. Oh hey, did you smash it? I don't know yet. Okay, shake it up. Do the Kevin Kim. Uh-huh. Shake up your hand. Let yeah. it rattle around in there. Set it on the table. Discombobulate it. This is the go. If you ever catch a fly in your hand and you don't smash it, just go like you're rolling dice trying to win big money in Vegas. <laughs> this doesn't That's look good. like I'm winning big money. <laughs> oh, I think you might have killed him. Good. He's all the way dead. <laughs> he, was probably, he was probably unintentionally messing up the audio because he flew in front of the microphone like eight times. Um, no, that's what Kevin Kim taught me back in high mm-hmm. school. So it's like... He, he did it one time and he like shook it a little bit and then he put it on the table and you see the fly and it's just like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> the, the equivalent and it just like stumbles around for a second but you can't let it recover because it'll fly back off you gotta yeah. then kill it but uh, torturing flies I think it's fine that's so, safe anyways you were talking about before you Mr. Miyagi you like you like the whole um, yes the whole nine yards like, aspect of it I do like I do like a big long explosion but at the same time um I do like. I also like pulling them off with that mm-hmm. half second fuse and like oh the da- the danger the danger involved with dude right now getting lighting. the right time. It's just like you're trying to find a way to simultaneously light it while you're throwing it, mm-hmm. or else like it's blowing up in your fingers. And I can't tell you how many times I've had those little black cats sandwiched in between my fingers yep. when they just pop off, and you're like. Huh, fingers go numb your ears start ringing they're, they're covered in powder and you're like oh, okay I can't. it's kind of like when you jam your finger but worse <laughs> and you're like okay I'm gonna go uh, let's go pour some cold water over this take a, take five and then we'll get back out there take boys. five get back out there back um, on the horse no. I tell you I remember the first time I had a firework blow up in my hand it was at Lance Bland's house and it, I, was a good place I don't even think it was July around too. July 4th it was just we were just hanging out like in the summer <laughs> yeah. and you know to have fireworks he lived out in the country welcome so, to Oklahoma yeah, so we had, they weren't black cats, but <clears throat> black cat adjacent, but they were green fused. 
Because you know black cats. Yeah, two the things green with fuse that. burn longer. The gambling is it's they the, have it's like the paper, paper fuse. white gray fuse, and it's like you don't know when you pull it off the when you pull it off the what is the term the belt. Like it's it's yeah. like an ammo belt. I like yeah. that. That's what I'm looking for. So you pull it off the belt, right? And out of the group, and it's like you might get a good two inch fuse, which is you're like okay, that's enough to light and then throw. Or you're gonna get a half inch fuse where it's like I have to be throwing and lighting. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's a crapshoot there, which makes it exciting. But then it's also um, <clears throat> it's just those fuses are so short, so it's so many aspects. So I agree with you. I, I enjoy that part because it's the danger. It's the it's riding the lightning of like I might blow I might I might hurt just my hand a little so bit. So much danger. Oh, it's so that's fun. why that's but also you, why my favorite firework though were the like the M eighties or the M one thousands you could get with the green fuse mm-hmm. that you knew it was gonna take a second to burn. So you could like toss them. Yeah. And then the best part was you just get like a big old bucket of water and oh. then you just you just play proof. like yeah. play like water basket. And they go in there and they go and yeah. it, you see the bucket light up and then uh, depending on where it is if it's on the surface or in the bottom you big splash and it's totally safe you don't have to worry about fire then how you get into trouble and this is how I actually blew up my hand green fuse gets you in trouble green fuse gets you cocky yes. green fuse <laughs> go, makes you say I can light it think about when I'm going to throw it and then the challenge with so black hat challenge is trying to get it out of your hand before it explodes green fuse challenge is trying to throw it and time it so it explodes in the air Black cat, you're guaranteed air time. It's either it explodes in the air safely or it explodes in your hand and hurts. Green fuse is either green fuse is either you explode on the ground and it's yeah, and if you don't have a bucket and then oh, which is, it's if still you fun. Want it, if you want it to explode in the air, you have to wait with mm. it in your hand and then throw it really high. And you have to throw it high. <laughs> yeah. You can't because the fuse is so slow. But there's also ten year old me doesn't account for wind up time. So you're sitting there holding it, and so no, we were doing it, and we were we were okay. Most of them were landing on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And we're fine. We're out in his yard, just throwing them. And I remember, I, I'm like, okay, we're getting the timing, and you know, you start inching closer, waiting longer and longer and longer, and we're going. And, and he's done this a bunch. I had never really done this. Uh, I don't know how I had never really done this, but anyways, I I hadn't really done this. And so it's like, okay, he's like, wait a little longer, throw a little higher. I'm like, okay. And you're holding it at your side, and then you go to wind up, mm-hmm. and, and so you throw it all the way back, because you really got to throw it high. Like you said, you need good power, good wind up, good follow through. And so there's a, there's a good amount of time. So you need to learn where it's like, okay, it's there. So by the time I wind up and then get it to the end of my throw and release, it'll be at this point, and it'll explode. I waited to, so we'll talk about when, Point A and point B. I waited till point B. <laughs> I'm in my the back of my windup. Not even not even at release. Back of my windup and just behind my head, I just hear boom and it just and then my hand is numb. I mean, it wasn't even like out of my hand. I remember I think it was my index and middle finger and then partially my thumb. <laughs> That were just like numb and hurt. I think I cried. I don't remember. I at least was teary eyed. And so we go inside, and Lance's mom helps us out. We just put it under some cold water. Uh, you know, she wasn't mad or anything. It's just like what yeah. this this stuff boys happened. Boys being boys, just dumb boys being boys. And so we, uh, but we get it taken care of, and then we go back out and we throw some fireworks. I was more cautious the rest of the day, but 
uh, I, <laughs> uh, and I didn't wait that long, but I learned my yeah. lesson. And Always. that was the first time I remember a firework flowing up my hand. It wasn't the last, but... Definitely good good place to start. Fireworks blowing up in your hands. Yeah, you always you always uh, you always get back on the horse unless you're medically incapable. When yeah. you're in the Midwest. Maybe maybe at the most, like you just switch hands. Be like, I'm just gonna throw it with my off hand for a little bit and look a little silly. God gave you two hands. But uh, anyway, Seth, do you remember the first instance of like a black cat or anything? Do do you Blown up in your hand? Yeah. Well, like I, I had had like a bunch of the the gray fuses. I like my ears rang really bad, but like I just had no concept because I think it may have been one of the first ones I threw. Because because you start to get cocky after you get the timing down, like light hook. Yeah. And then I got. I think I got a little cocky. And it was just one of those black hats. I had it pinched right there. Oh yeah. And then I lit it, and I was throwing it, and I, I was at I was at the end of my throw, contrary to your motion. <laughs> but I was at the end of my throw, and it blew up in there. And then I like, it felt like the cartoons where like your you know, oh, finger yeah. expands and throbs. And it's like boom, 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 and it's like giant. Yeah. Yeah, I had the boom, boom. You know how old you were? Any, we any. Were still in, we were still in Enid, so it was like. It was probably in middle school. Okay, not bad. That's a pretty good run. Because I was definitely like, I think I was nine. <laughs> Thanks, Lance. Always getting me into trouble. But it's all right. I got him back later when I accidentally threw his driver and hit him in the head. Ooh. Slipped out of my hands. I think I've told that story before when I've talked about golf, but that's a different story. Different day. Anyways, folks, surprise guest. We've got an Alex on the podcast. An Alex, not... Just an Alex. We'll just leave it at that. It's an Alex. A-N Alex. <laughs> And Space Alex. Because um, I was like, hey, you have any fireworks stories? She just rolled in. And she was like, I got one. So, uh, because I've got plenty. He's got plenty. We've got combo stories. Take it away. So, I wasn't actively involved. Thank the Lord. So, there is this very small town fireworks display my family's gone to for years. And we were sitting front row and center just watching. Talking about how my youngest brother's probably going to be a pyromaniac when he gets older. And we had just finished having that discussion, and uh, backstory, or not backstory, part of this is the fire, the fire department was the one that was always lighting the fireworks. It was always the young guys that were out there lighting them, setting them up, whatever. So they had set off probably 10, it was fine, no problems, and all of a sudden one of the tubes falls over and it launches into the back of one of the young firefighters. And he falls to the ground. He's on fire. He's trying to roll around. Yeah. You can tell he's in pain. You can hear some screaming. We're like, oh my gosh, is he going to die? Ambulance rolls up, takes him, whatever. Another one fell over, shot into the crowd. That one was okay. No one got hurt. <laughs> but we're still wondering, is that guy okay? Right. So that was probably six years ago. Okay. Totally put it out of my mind. Didn't think on it. Three years ago, I was a CNA at a small hospital. Rolled around to around Fourth uh, of July, and we, we were all swapping stories on our lunch break. And one of the other CNAs was talking about how her husband got hurt one year, and and she said the name of the town. And I was like, wait a second, what timeline was this? Turns out her husband was the one that I saw get hit in the back. <laughs> so he's fine. They're okay. They have a family. No lasting effects. However, his entire back was black and blue it bruised his kidneys 
He peed blood for like three days. <laughs> oh my god! It was bad. I can't remember. I think he just had bruised ribs. I don't think it actually cracked any ribs, but it was yeah. borderline, and he was in a lot of agonizing pain. And, and that's why they don't sell industrial fireworks to the general public, typically, this is yeah. or at least where they're easy to buy. These are these are the facts, and this is this is this is why things are the way that they are. So good night. So two. First of all, what got me about that one is. You said, you're like, okay, tube falls over, shoots guy in back. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, and then a second one fell over and went to the crowd, but nobody got hurt at that one. Yeah, I would that figure, okay. like, went into the crowd. After the second one falls over, I'm probably leaving or getting far away from the fireworks. Um, we did pick up our chairs and go back about 30 feet. Yeah. And then ashes started falling on us. Yeah. And uh, we still go back every single year. Mm-hmm. It's still a great fireworks display. They do a phenomenal job. Taxpayer money going to good use. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but it was just cool seeing that come full circle because I had forgotten about it. That's another random small town in Kansas, Wamigo. The Wamigo oh, Fireworks yeah. Show is pretty big every year. Shout out to Wamigo, Kansas, but mm-hmm. they do it. They do it big. Well, here's here's crazy story. Melaleuca, which is outside of Idaho Springs, is where oh, I'm just gonna Google it because I can never remember. My brother lives in Idaho Springs now, but Mel- Melaleuca, Idaho. Is has a legendary like not like oh it's it, it's a really cool like legendary because there's an heir to a fireworks company that I think is I think the company was maybe one of the fireworks like manufacturers or something one of the OG ones was founded or started or something in Melaleuca and yeah it didn't spell that right at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, they call it their Freedom Celebration. Oh, geez. Preparations underway for largest Melaleuca Freedom Celebration in history. A little sad, and that's tonight. A little sad I'm not going to be there, but it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, so they apparently do, like, a crazy huge one. I wonder and how much they spend on that show. Let me find. Melaleuca CEO Frank Vandersloot. What a name. <laughs> what a sloot. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> will be the biggest... The Melaleuca Freedom Celebration, 28th year, over 18,000 bright fireworks shells will be launched in the air Saturday night along the banks of the Snake River. 200,000 spectators are expected, which is, I think, more than the population of Idaho Falls itself. Uh It's the largest fireworks show west of the Mississippi. That phrase actually getting put to real life use, I love it. (laughs) I only have two questions with this. Huh. One, is it a good fireworks display because it's not too long and they're not too, and they're not shot off too close together? Because you know some will like yeah. shoot off like seven at the same time mm-hmm. and it's super overwhelming. And it's just like oh, it's just a, so. Listen to this: the American Pyrotechnics Association, the real APA, <laughs> has called the Melaleuca Freedom Celebration a quote must see Independence Day show for every fireworks aficionado. So. I think they do it right. They do it big, and they do it right. Parking so, is my next concern. Okay, so firing <laughs> an average of 10 shells per second for 31 minutes. Holy crap, I'm so... I wanted to go to this year's, and it didn't work out. I'm a little sad now, but I'm going to go at some point. So hold, that's paying tribute to America's heroes. Holy crap. Ooh, that hearing damage also occurs. Oh, so much. So, well, they do it along the river and they block off like s- several city blocks. And so I don't even think you can get super, super close because of it. Um, 
Wow. One year. Sometimes we... Hmm. That's crazy. I'm trying to see if 31 minutes of tribute doesn't seem like enough, says Vandersloot. But we will hope it will create a feeling in our souls that will last all year long. <laughs> Not enough! <laughs> so, uh, that, 10 shells listen, per second. Listen here. 31 minutes, that ain't enough freedom. But you know what? Gosh, Ollie, we're going to get there. <laughs> That's what I call Freedom Weekend, folks. <laughs> the most free weekend. Mm-hmm. I also like how it's 31 minutes, not 30, not 32, 31. It yeah. has to be 30. So the show's producers deliberate over every sequence to determine which firework will best ampl- amplify the mood of the soundtrack's <laughs> patriotic message. So this is, they, they use elaborate. Love, I love themed fireworks. Get ready. It gets better. I figured it would just be um, God Bless the USA on repeat. I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> um, they use elaborate 3D modeling simulators to design the overall show, refining it hundreds of times over many months to create a pyrotechnic masterpiece. The APA doesn't endorse this for no reason, folks. It's not just because there's a lot of boom. <laughs> it's a lot of boom in a very artistic way. Oh my gosh. To synchronize with... To synchronize fireworks with the music, note for note and shell for shell, the 28th annual Melaleuca Freedom Celebration, I love the name, relies upon the same technology used at the Olympics and elite fireworks competitions. The Galaxus Wireless Firing System syncs bursting fireworks with one one hundredth of a second to the beat of the music. Now we have to go. Yeah, we will at some point. All right, where's my flight? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got a place to say. I think I think that's definitely a worthwhile Fourth of the July trip. At some point, yeah. Well, I know my brother had mentioned people come from like all over. They don't not just like oh people from all over Idaho like the country. Well, yeah. So being the largest fireworks display west of the Mississippi, think about all the places that are west of the Mississippi. All right. First of all, the Mississippi to me is pretty is more or less east. At one time, it was. West and it's the wild frontier, but it's like you got Texas, you got California, you got Alaska, you got, I mean, you got all the, you got Colorado, like you got a lot of hubs and places that could do some really cool, you got the Grand Canyon, you got all sorts of places. Like, here's the other thing too, you you mean to tell me that Disneyland has an exactly. out in the Melaleuca exactly. firework experience? Disney World might, but they're east yeah. of Mississippi. Yeah. We go west though and it's like... I mean, shoot, you even go up north, like, to Minnesota, Chicago, like, all places. Like, it's Melaleuca. And, man, I wish they would tell me why um, why it's uh, made in the... Okay. Okay. Oh, this is the backstory we've been looking for, folks. The <laughs> subtitle is Made in the USA. Although nearly all of the world's fireworks are manufactured in China, the Melaleuca Freedom Celebration is announcing the majority of the fireworks this year are made in the USA. Okay, maybe it's not the backstory we're looking for. A majority. <laughs> Sourcing this much product from American commercial fireworks manufacturers rarely done because of limited quantities and a hefty price tag. Um, that ain't going to stop freedom. Yeah. Finest fireworks, all of which are one of a kind and custom built for the show. Oh my, this is incredible. <laughs> These fireworks are labored... Handcrafted. Oh my gosh! Come on, tell me. I swear, I'm not making this up. Mm. Oh, this is great. This is a quote. Because American-made fireworks are quite expensive, only the largest, purest sponsors of fireworks displays typically purchase them. 
purist. I love that. It said Heather Gobet, a fifth generation pyrotechnician charged with the firing of the show. So Melaleuca has a deep rooted history of pyrotechnic fireworks people. Whether I was um, correct in talking about, I, I swear there's like an heir to a fireworks throne there, okay? <laughs> but I, I can't figure it out. Um, they have, wow, they have five separate firing zones instead of three. <laughs> they, hundreds of feet across the elevated launch pad at Snake River Landing. Um, the total expanse being wider than two football fields. So they they have plenty of, wow, yeah. But that's, that's Melaleuca, folks. And that's from an article. I'll put the link in there if you want to read it for yourselves. If I remember, put the link in there. Probably better leave this tab open. And I know there's technically a lot of them, but what a job title pyrotechnician is. Yeah. And then imagine being like the president of the American Pyrotechnics Association, the real APA. <laughs> like, I almost want to make it akin to like the NRA, be like, I'm an APA lifelong member, and people like, the American Psychiatric Association? No! You no! <laughs> it's the American Pyrotechnics Association. <laughs> animal? Here you <laughs> What a dummy! <laughs> You fool. <laughs> fool. My legend dates back to whatever that town in Indiana is. Or yeah. Idaho. Yeah. 20, 28 years deep, Melaleuca. <laughs> fool. My legend dates it's, back yeah, 28 right. years to Melaleuca, so Idaho. Melaleuca spelled M-E-L-A-L-E-U-C-A. Not, I spelled it, I would say in more of a Swahili African language type way. M-A-L or M-E-L-A-L. UKU. If it was, if this was a Swahili word, I promise you that's how it would be spelled. Mm. Mel- oh, history of Melaleuca Company. We're gonna give it one more shot. Not gonna um, fact check you. It's on it. probably not gonna happen. Uh, let's talk other fireworks stories, though. Back on track. We got real sidetracked again. But it's the Freedom <laughs> Weekend. There's no, there's no reason. So Melaleuca Inc. is something. We'll figure it out. This gives me nothing. Uh, <laughs> nope. That's this is about a healing company. Dude, this is the shadier yeah. the business dealings, the better. My best friend, her mom sells Melaleuca stuff. It's all natural. It's all natural, expensive. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it smells good. I will say. History that. of Melaleuca fireworks. That's what we think. Well, so, what was the story? We have our two stories. Oh, more minor stories. Um. Oh, here's one. Good one. I already told one minor one, but uh, Roman candle fights. First of all, first question to the group: Roman candle fights, done them, done them. Uh, I know I've done a couple. I really, I, not really, unless you, <laughs> unless you count like me, like starting a fight with my brother unintentionally because like. ADD me is like running around on the back porch. Like you remember the second level back porch of yep. my house. Running across that back porch and like not seeing he's standing at the banister looking over and I just run by and hose down the back <laughs> of his head with, with a Roman candle. <laughs> and he was peeved. If, if only that was the first experience I'd had with ruining things on the back of his head. Or the last. Folks, yeah. uh, one more note on Melaleuca. If you want to know the most about it, go to freedomcelebration.com, and it is it is the official website of the Melaleuca Freedom Celebration. 
Um, I'm gonna do tomorrow's episode is gonna be we're gonna we're gonna go in depth on Melaleuca and talk all about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna gather information and go over it. So it'll be it'll be a nice mixture of fun and serious. Um, I don't know. I might we'll figure it all out. I'm, I'm, we're just we're riding the lightning as we go with these episodes. So that was that's right. Just I love that sprayed the back of his dude. I hosed him down, and like oh. that was like when we were younger because like. Mm-hmm. Not like I activated any PTSD or anything, but like when we were younger, I had got him to get staples in the back of his head too because I was, in all honesty, at four, three, four, just the next Tiger Woods. Like I was a stud, had a swing, and I was practicing my swing with the new metal driver that dad got. And it wasn't like... It wasn't like the next-gen technology for, like, the people who remember, you could either get, like, wooden fairway woods, like a metal plate on the front, or, like, mm-hmm. if the metal club you had, they hadn't figured out, like, hollow alloy oh. stuff yet. It was just a solid metal piece at the end of a club. And apparently, I had I had the driver. I had the driver. And um, I was like, I remember distinctly, I was like, Kyler, move. I'm trying to play golf. And he's like, dude, I'm not moving. I'm standing right here. I'm not moving. I'm like, dude, move. I'm playing golf. And he goes, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'm obviously doing the best impersonation of like a five-year-old who was like, oh, oh. And he sounded like he'd already been through puberty. Um, But (laughs) no, I'm not moving. And I was like, whatever, I'm swinging. And I told him that. And I hauled off, and at the top of my swing, in the front, hosed down the back of his head. <laughs> Just split it open. He had to get staples. He ran in crying, bleeding like a stuck pig. And like... Your poor mother. Yeah, no, she had it rough. And <laughs> typically, like, the kid who does the hurting, I'm... <laughs> I'm shocked they didn't get me checked to see if I was, like, a psychopath or a sociopath. Because typically the other kid in this situation is crying because they're, like, scared of getting in trouble or, like, they feel bad. They, like, realize what they've done. No tears for me. (laughs) I don't remember this, but I told mom because naturally every parent's first question whenever they did something was, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. And uh, and always the response when you ask a boy under the age of nine is, I don't know. Under the <laughs> age of nine? I think it goes past that. Eh, probably 15. But the legitimate answer is, I don't know. Because there's things in a boy's brain where they legitimately have no idea why it happened. Nope. But Stuff happens. I didn't give that answer. Apparently, the answer I gave was, well... Would have been a good swing if Kyler's head didn't get in the way. <laughs> and oh. so, I don't remember if I got in trouble for that, but, yeah, that solid chance. So, just activated some PTSD on the 4th of July, because I do remember him being unduly upset about me just hosing him down with a Roman candle. <laughs> In the back of the head. She's getting hosed down. That's oh, that's so good. Did he ever get revenge? Always, probably. probably. 
I got beat up all the time growing up. Mm-hmm. There was a period in my younger brother and I's life where we were legitimately terrified of him. <laughs> Which, as an older brother, in some sense, you feel a sense of accomplishment and pride if you have a little bit of fear, in, at least a little bit. But if you got fear installed and they won't cross you. Yeah, I was a fourth grader. I was a fourth grader. Trev was a first grader. And I remember us, because we got dropped off in Ohio when Kyler went on the sixth grade mm-hmm. trip. And we lost the PS2 memory card. And there was an hour. There was an hour where we were crying <laughs> to mom. We were like, no, mom, you don't get it. Kyler's going to hurt us. Like, he's going he's to hurt us. And we were terrified. And we just had pits in our stomach on our 16-hour drive back to Oklahoma. We are like, oh, we're going to be sick. Mom's like, we'll buy a new one. We're like, mom, you don't get it. Like, these are... No. Like, we're... It's never going to come back. (laughs) Mom. Your memory card don't mean same memories. (laughs) Doesn't save the lost memories. Oh, jeez. The memory card days, but... Freaking wild. Okay. We, we're also worried like she was going to buy one of those Mad Cats memory cards uh, instead of not instead of the PS2 one. Anytime you saw Mad Cats, buyer beware. Yeah. This will last a week. Maybe. I always hated Mad Cats stuff. Yeah. So, uh, first time blowing up. Oh, what was the thing I was... Oh, this is a good one. Not a, Nothing too crazy, but we were, we were with some friends, went to their farm, their family farm in Missouri... And it was, I think it was around the 4th, or maybe we just had fireworks. It was the summer, at least. And once again, you just get out in the country. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's the 4th or not. You got fireworks, you can do some stuff. So two games that we played was, that I learned about, was one, what did they call it? I think it's just called the man game. Stand in a tight <laughs> circle, like shoulder to shoulder, like all feet, like tight as you can. Think, think, tightest huddle you've ever seen. You're, and your arms are straight down. You stand in a circle, you light a bottle rocket, and you drop it in the middle of the circle. <laughs> Is this and, why women live longer than men? Yes. yes. 100%. And, and I'm younger. Most people are teenagers. I'm like 12. Everyone else is like 50, anywhere from 15 to like 18. And what happens is, and I'm just riding with the giants here, and so the rule is if, if you flinch, you lose, and everybody... Then everyone else gets to punch you as hard as they want in, let's say, the shoulder. That's because you don't want to hit the money makers. That's that's a little too brutal. But yeah, gets to sock you as hard as they can, and or as hard as they want. And so yeah, that's the game. And then the fear of it is naturally, <laughs> definitely had almost had a bottle rocket go up someone's pant leg. So you're just sitting there, and everyone, ever nobody wants to move, but everyone's just going ah ah ah, ah, ah just yell just. <laughs> and it just goes, whoop, and it's a bottle rocket, so it's like more or less a small black cat explosion. It's not Phew. too harmful, but a lot of times it would just fly out of the circle. But yeah, that's what you do. And then second game I learned, they had a little pink um, four wheeler. It was like a ninety, a real small engine, so like a little kid four wheeler. So this game we came up. Someone gets on the four wheeler. We stand at the barn doors entrance, and they're. 30, 40 yards away, and they're riding back and forth and zipping around, and we all get bottle rockets and Roman candles and just trying to hit them on the four wheeler, and we're just shooting them out of our hands. I mean, I'm glad, I think the statute of limitations of getting in trouble with our parents is up, 
So if they hear this, I'm sorry, but they were there. They were just in the house. Yeah. They didn't know what we were doing. We were just shooting off fireworks. And so we we were shooting them. And I don't remember if it was a bottle rocket or a rope. I think it was a bottle rocket. Someone got it and it like got, it, they hit them. But they hit the four-wheeler and got like wedged back under, um, uh, around the back tire and it like blew up. It didn't do any damage. Inconsequential once again. But yeah, that was uh, two games I learned about. So... <laughs> That was a lot of fun. Uh, some crazy stuff. So uh, fireworks get wild. Speaking of blowing yeah. things up in the country that's not on 4th of July, have I told you my Tannerite story? No. On Thanksgiving? Oh, Thanksgiving Tannerite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mom and dad bought a new washer and dryer so we could have it because all the ones were broken so there was no use in keeping them. Yeah. So dad was like, I've been wanting to play with Tannerite. Yes. So he bought 10 pounds. Yes. And put five of it into the drum of the dryer. Yeah. Well, this only happened because my mom was not home. If mom had been home, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Every time. So my dad. There's a woman. It's <laughs> not happening. Oh, hold on. My dad's younger sister was there. Okay. That's why we did it. So <laughs> that. So at this point in time, the dryer's out in the field. We had goats at this time. The dryer's only like 25 feet from the. Okay, and they're in a very small cattle pen, so they can't really go anywhere. And there's no protection or anything from um, flying objects, so that was bad in hindsight. So the video that we have is my dad's behind the four-wheeler, which is what the gun is propped up on that my aunt is shooting. And you hear my aunt say, okay, you ready? It's probably 50, 75 feet from the dryer. You hear the gun go off, contact, explosion. You have my father go, oh crap. The, the camera goes down, and when it comes back up, you see my little brother laughing, standing with a probably three-foot, just warped piece of the dryer in front of him. <laughs> it flew past us, almost hit my uncle on the head. When his camera goes down, you see a beer in his hand. <laughs> you yep. promise this to yep. no part mm-hmm. in this? It was all a dumb, sober decision. <laughs> um, my cousins and sister were on the go-kart with no protection, and they had a piece go like, like between their oh heads, my gosh. it broke the fence, and then dad goes, "Don't tell your mom." <laughs> yep. And of course, yep. mom and I were like, "Mom, look at this cool video." Dad we had to buy up. an industrial magnet to go pick up all of these oh, shards. Yeah. And then I think the goats were scarred for a little bit. The go- yeah. They I were mean, not physically harmed, but I think they almost had a heart attack. Oh, emotionally destroyed. Yeah. Murder. I need to find this video. No, you should. You should. Speaking of, well. I think, I think we can get to our, our yeah. cream of the crop stories, the good ones. Yeah. We can maybe lead in with, uh, I don't really remember the details, but Rob catching the, the, the field on fire yeah. or the, the yard on fire. So for the longest time, our, our house was on one acre. It was, our backyard basically looked like a football field, mm. almost. It was like a skinny football field. And we would set up like in the very middle of the yard and we'd have like plywood boards out there so everyone could fire stuff off and for the longest time we thought rob had just lit a firework and then like when he turned to run away accidentally kicked it over apparently years later we learned that there was a conversation that he had had before with kyler and said hey i wonder what happens if I kick this over. <laughs> and that's called premeditated. Yeah. And it, it oh became premeditated. Gosh. And so the thing the thing about it was 
we had neighbors behind our house, probably a little under a quarter mile. Like it was not far um, from the house, but they had an underground house. Like they like they had grass, a hole. That's grass right. on the roof. They had a hobbit hole essentially, but it was an underground house, and there was a big field. There was like. Oh gosh, a field that may have been fifty yards mm-hmm. wide between our the back of our fence and the top of their house. There's a field about that wide. And Rob kicks this firework over at that field. And I guess it had been dry, but Rob Rob kicks, runs, firework goes off, and it immediately catches that field on fire. Like it was there was zero time between after the big firework explosion yeah. and that field's on fire now. And it's Rob, hey, this is why this is why society needs brave men. I'm just saying this right now. It needs smart men, but it needs brave men too. Rob was not the smart man. Rob was the brave man. As soon as this happened, Rob takes off. He runs straight, and Rob was. Fast in high school. Rob takes off towards the back fence. Back fence was taller. Back fence was eight feet tall. Rob takes it, probably puts one foot on, parkours this thing, and jumps and stares the fire in the face. And then he goes... <laughs> and he turns around and he goes, What do I do? Like, what do I do you can't, you can't see the motions, but like he turns around and just throws his hands up like, Well, I'm here. Uh, I made it, I made the it fi- to the fire. Fire's not out. But, like, we need... The world needs those people still. Like, they need them. But Rob goes, what? And the thinkers are still halfway in between the yard and the fence. And they're like, okay, we need hoses. We need water. We need something. And, like, every adult in the vicinity is like, all right, how many blankets we got? So we run out. Mom lost, like, ten blankets that day from us, like, soaking them, running them over, and, like... Throwing down, throwing down blankets on this fire. But like, more of the story. We're fighting this fire for like fifteen minutes, and we finally get it put out right as the fire department shows up. And like, it was maybe like it had it had burned, like it was thirty yards away from the neighbor's roof. Like we we almost caught the neighbor's house on fire. Our house. Were they home during this? I have no idea. Our house, fine. Neighbor's house, almost got a haircut. <laughs> and, like, almost caught on fire. Which, honestly, I think that's the kind of house you want to catch on fire. Because, like, would it burn through the soil layer to the house? Depends That'd be on how interesting. Because wildfires, like, they can burn hot enough where it doesn't really matter. And, yes, they would. But then if it's small enough, I think you could... I think if it's small enough... It would, um, it would maybe protect it, because then it wouldn't be immediately catching all the materials of the, what of the yeah. house on fire. So maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Bilbo might have been burnt to a crisp. We don't know. It's but, a possibility. Yeah, but yeah, so Rob, I didn't know the whole purposeful thing. I always, I, I remembered the original version of. I had assumed it was an accident as well for the longest time. And apparently Kyler said, I wonder what happens if I kick this, which is 100% a Rob thought. 
Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's, he shoots sideways and possibly does some damage. Like, I don't, there's no mystery there, but it's such a dude thing to know. do. Just a, a, a guy, be, boys being boys, going, I wonder what happens if you do this. It's like the time. <laughs> yeah, it's just. All great discoveries were made on the wings of, I wonder what happens if you do this. Pretty. Not wrong. Okay. So, you know what? Maybe leave that question to the smart people and not the brave people. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Maybe Abs- leave it to those guys. Absolutely. So, which one should we close out with first? Lily or hand explosion? Well, to think if I it was one. the same night. Okay, so we'll just, we'll just it cover It was the, the same night. night, and I'll go in chronological order. All right. Right? Fourth of July gets started early at the Regal House. We're blowing stuff up. Probably starting at about 3 o'clock. And we go well into the night, blowing things up. And so naturally, in preparation, you have to start tying artillery shells together. Artillery shells, festival balls, whatever you want to call them. You tie the fuses together. That way you can drop both of them down the tube, light them, and they both shoot off. It's really cool. Probably not safe. The one on bottom always shoots way lower than the top one. Mm -hmm. But usually fire up. Usually uh, safe enough, right? So you tie fuses in preparation so you can do that. And I was sitting out there tying fuses. I, I was I was rolling fuses. You hold the artillery shell, whatever. You twist fuses so that way they'll light at the same time, fire roughly the same time, whatever. Sitting out at the middle of the yard with the fireworks bag doing that. Someone lights a fountain. And whenever there's a fountain, ADD brain goes, I got to run and jump through that fountain. No, first we had the same thought. I remember because everybody a fountain and I looked at it and I go, we I go both, you got to go jump through We both that. go, yeah. Because nothing's like, cooler than when you see sparks flying and you know that it's not going to burn you. It's like, you just run and jump it through cool, it, right? It's, it's, like you, it's like, yeah, this is what you frolic through the fountain. It's everyone's hot rod frolic. moment. Yeah, yeah you know, like do like a little like ballet thing because it's like supposed to you be run and jump and you're like, oh, you got to do it before it gets the high shooting really sparky. Yeah, that up. could actually like hurt that you. That gets you. You get them but, at the right yeah, time. You just go run. But you run through the fountain. It's like the. It's like the. Think back to when you were a child and my brothers first showed me. There's mm-hmm. a lit candle at the restaurant and they go watch and you move your hand real fast through the flames and if you, as long as you move it fast it doesn't burn you yeah. and so as a little kid you think it's amazing it's magic and so you learn to do that so you start doing that and then your boy thought your boy brain kicks in and goes so what happens if I hold my finger in the fire and then that's the first time you burn your finger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard about this happening in a book to someone it definitely didn't happen to me and same sort of situation you see the fountain and remembering that trick if you move fast enough through fire you go unharmed you're fine. Uh, 100%. So that's what happens with the fountain. And full disclosure, was fine. Gus, also fine. Like, I'm twisting fuses. I see Gus take off, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm empty, going to. Empty pocket, or empty pockets of, like, phone, wallet, whatever. Yeah. Don't want that stuff. So it's like, cool, empty my pockets, take off, make it happen. I didn't do that. Because I was sitting down, my pockets were empty. I think I you think, emptied your. I you think emptied. I checked my pockets. You did. You I was did. like, I was like, I checked them with my wrist. I was like, good. I forgot I was holding a festival ball in my right hand. <laughs> no, it was my left hand, and because it was my, it was my off hand, I, I forgot. So yeah. I was holding the festival ball, and I ran and I jumped through the fountain, and I was like, yeah, get through it. And then all of a sudden, I just poof. 
<laughs> right by me and it shoots off. So the part where it detonates and shoots it straight to the air, mm-hmm. that part happened on my hand and shot the firework out of my hand and then it exploded right next to me. Mm-hmm. So let it's me tell you face. So so let me tell you the observer's perspective. That's the first that's the first person perspective, third person perspective. I jump through the fountain, I circle back so the fountain was kind of like in the middle of the yard. You run away from the house, run through the fountain and you kind of like make a loop and you're back to uh, the starting point. So I like had ran through and I remember standing on basically in front of the fountain where we had ran run from the starting point and I watch him run through, and I remember like your dad was there, and you know everyone's there watching, and we see you run through, and we see sparks continue with you after you've cleared the fountain, and we're all confused. We think like maybe oh your clothes kind of caught, and it's kind of like whatever, just like flaming up a little bit. And I think someone I don't know if it was your dad or Kyler or someone was like was like oh no did like what? And then all of a sudden you. <laughs> As far as I'm, as far as we were concerned, you exploded <laughs> because all we see is boom and white. You know the the white. I think it was a white one or whatever. But the firework explodes and like we don't. It's dark outside, so I don't see you at all. You just see explosion. It's like Seth just blew up. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, freaking out! But I actually had thought that. Um, in, in those moments, too, it also maybe thought, like, oh, maybe he, like, he realized it was lit and kind of right as he was going off, he, he kind of halfway through it or something. We weren't mm-hmm. sure, but you had exploded as far as we no. were concerned. So just picture someone run, jump through a fountain, and they're kind of keep running. Like, I think you kind of banked left. Yeah. And then you just I explode. Did, <laughs> I did. I remember banking. Yeah. And, like, it happened so fast, like, it doesn't hurt when it happens. No. I did not. I did not hurt. I felt pressure on my hand, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, "Oh!" And I was shocked. And then I looked at my hand, and I was like, "Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not a black cat." My fingers are my fingies are numb for a few minutes. Like, it, it, but blur. like that's the beauty of the festival ball. If that wasn't a two phase firework, I'm not sure if I don't lose my hand because oh, I know yeah. a lot of people who like sit over those things and like mm-hmm. lose their face. Yep. But I, I. Thankfully, it has that first phase where it fires off out of your hand, and then, yeah. So my hand um, was torched. I think I think I only got second degree burns. I'm not. They may have yeah. hit third degree. I didn't char. I think it was second, but it was bad. It was. I, it, was it wasn't. It wasn't. Go put it on some yeah. water. See you in ten minutes. It was. I think you're done for the night. Yeah. <laughs> they were sitting in a lawn chair. They, nice they made me sit yeah. on the. On the deck, yeah. and I was sitting on the deck, and I had to watch the Fourth of July, like with my hand in a water bowl <laughs> the whole time, the yeah. whole time. And I was so bummed because I missed out. Well, I still saw, but I missed out on what was Lily, Lily. because the earlier purchase in the day at the church garage sale mm-hmm. was a mannequin right. named Lily. Yes. Church was offloading a bunch of crap, and they had a mannequin. And as you've heard from me, my dad purchasing me a mannequin this last Christmas <laughs> from the J.C. Penney's going out of business sale, or Dillard's, one of the two. It's just you, one of those things you buy. When you can buy a mannequin, you buy a mannequin. So, yeah, we bought, they bought a mannequin, named her Lily, and then as is, you know, we already had the, the custom of you twist them together, you, you th- do m- multiple mortars at once. We thought, we're like... We're going to launch Lily into the sky and explode her. Strap 12 festival balls. I thought it was 24. 
Was it twenty four or twelve? Because it was two giant fuses. Because we had so we had two strips. There was we, we went all the way around once at the top, like or at the midsection, and then slightly lower. And I because I remember there were two giant braided fuses. I was lighting. I think I lit one of them, and I think uh, the Mullen axes lit yeah. another. And so we had to like try and. Light them at the same and they're time. thick green fuses too. So you had to have a good. Not, you're not doing some punk. You have a you have a lighter and yeah. you're trying to get them and get them off. Uh, so that was that. Yeah, that was what happened. Let's see if we can not overload my system. And her pull name. That up. The the video was her name was Lily. Yeah. So we buy Lily and then after buying Lily and you know you have a mannequin. You don't really think past getting getting a mannequin. Oh, I'm going to overload my system. I can no, do it. Wait. I can do it. I can do it. You Maybe can hear because the audio... The, the, yeah, the you audio hear your audio. audio. Oh, the, there's oh. apparently a song. Her name was... Oh, <laughs> I'll just go to my channel. It's on that. It's fine. Yeah, it is on your channel. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep, I have it here. No, all you hear in the audio is like you hear rustling, rustling, and then he goes, you just hear my brother, and he goes, oh, God! <laughs> so, so, do you need before, the audio? It's 20 seconds. Yeah, before, hold on. Before you play it, so... I remember we did not get the fuses lit at the same time. So it was either 12 or 24. It was like a, a two-hour project, duct taping all these mortars and braiding the fuses. And we set her up in the middle of the yard, and we were, like, so stoked. We're like, okay, surely 24 is enough to launch her into the sky. Uh, these mortars do not have that much power. We learned the hard way. Um, she just, they all went off, and they all, like, tried to take off. Didn't even get an inch off the ground, so it just exploded <laughs> all right there. It was an incredible explosion, but we didn't get them lit. And I remember, I think it was Tank's dad just casually walks away. <laughs> and as it starts exploding, he's way too close. So you're going to hear like, oh, God, oh, no, and like running because we're running to try and get And it's just on the ground in the middle of the yard, 24 yeah. mortars exploding. It's incredible. It's everything you'd want in this. Yeah. So. Uh, let her play. See if we get this audio. Get closer. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he was like three feet away. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, because in the first flash, you can see a person who's way too close. Because <laughs> so the initial like, oh my god, oh like running away, you hear is because first fuse gets lit, and then second fuse is not quite lit. So as soon as it gets lit, even though we've got a little bit of time, you freak out because that's so many mortars. We've already seen Seth explode. And so we've already had one tragedy of the night. So it's like we can't even risk having that second. And it, yeah, it did a giant explosion. I'll see if I, I'll make the link public and I'll put it in the description so you can go see the video for yourself. It's 20 seconds. But uh, her name was Lily and she got exploded. She did not get more than an inch off the ground at all. It just went boom. And you can 100% tell that it is a cell phone camera from oh, yeah. 2009. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's actually pretty good quality for what it is. So yeah. I would I would say watch it a couple times because the first time is just a shock value of it exploding on the ground. Second time you can kind of see people running away. I think you can see Tank's dad uh, kind of like casually sashaying away because he was he was, <laughs> in, he was 
I don't know if he got that second fuse lit or if we just went with one and then because there's an initial explosion and then there's a second one. I honestly don't remember, uh, but yeah, that was that was Lily and that was incredible. So wild night, probably still. I'm trying to think. I think that's probably the craziest Fourth of July. Um, definitely the most eventful. Uh, yeah, definitely the most story worthy one. So lots of crazy stuff, but it was freaking wild. I remember a, a lesser story that I, dang it, I wanted to tell before it, but it was a couple years. It was several years actually. Yeah, a few years after we went out to, we went out to the farm. Mom's teacher friend, you remember this, the Brackages, yeah. and uh, we were just next to a. It was a basically a disc field because they'd already done harvest, so it was just a dirt field out in the country. And uh, you know the parachute guys, so it was the parachute guy, and it shoots off, and I see it, and it kind of shoots out over the field, and like all of a sudden you see parachute guy, and my brain goes. Take I wonder off. if I can catch him. Everyone so does I that. just bolt. I got three feet from catching him. If I hadn't have spun out because the soft dirt made me lose traction, I would have caught him. <laughs> so good. But, yeah. Seth almost, almost exploded. Uh, Lily did explode on the ground. It was incredible. Uh, I don't know if I have anything else. That was, uh, that was, that was crazy, crazy times. Yes, the eventful evening. <laughs> Dude, 4th of July. I, It's just injury time. That's the... I, it's ERs. If you're an ER person around the 4th, good luck. Have fun. And That's typically all. it's uh, pretty new medical students, so good luck. <laughs> right. You get all this experience. Just <laughs> I hope you're ready for it. So... I think that's a good point to wrap it up, and we'll close it out. So, hope you enjoyed all those stories and the meandering uh, we did on this episode. And I'd love to know if you have any crazy stories of blowing up or almost blowing up or anything, setting things on fire. It's fourth, typical Fourth of July antics. Uh, that cinnamon, you got a whole hand's worth of ways to submit them. So, there's I've done more than enough to make it accessible. Now it's on you. Uh, you can email the show, obviously. It's ramblingbiking at gmail.com. You can follow the link below in the description to leave a voice message. You will be capped at a minute. So, alternatively, you can text and or leave a voicemail. Uncapped time limit on the voicemail. But don't get crazy. Uh, 580-789-9258. Text or leave a vo- call and leave a voicemail. And... I'm forgetting the other ways. Comment. That's what it is. Five-star <laughs> review, baby. And so technically, if you split it up, the text or the voicemail is two separate ways while it's through the same method. That's how I got yeah. to a whole hand. I just did this last episode. I blew yesterday. up a whole hand. I yeah. don't know if I've told Blow you Blow up a whole that. hand. <laughs> and, and so lastly, yeah, you can just leave a five-star review of your crazy 4th of July stories. But that does it for this episode. Thank you to... Uh, and Alex for being on thank you to Seth as always for being on hope you enjoyed those stories thanks so much for listening hope you guys enjoyed this make sure to send in all your crazy stories would love to hear them would love to talk about them on the pod we will see you tomorrow for day three the big day day episode number three of this freedom weekend extravaganza here on the rambling viking podcast thanks so much bye Bye. Bye. (laughs) New toy! Don't take couch covers.